If it's true, I don't mind There's a million other things that keep me up at night Maybe it's not quite right Welcome to episode 1468 of Effectively Wild, a Fangraphs baseball podcast brought to you by our Patreon supporters. I'm Meg Rowley of Fangraphs, reporting to you live from San Diego, and I am joined as always by Ben Lindbergh of The Ringer. Ben, how are you? I am in total Scott Boris blackout, <laughs> as planned. <laughs> We're here for our Scott Boris quote guessing game, in which I will attempt to discern the real quotes by the linguistically adventurous super agent from the fake. <laughs> I'm very proud of our listeners for not, you know, tagging you into tweets and blowing this. I, I yeah. appreciate their restraint. I know it had to have been difficult for them. Well, they they may have. I have. <laughs> I have avoided Twitter just in case. A couple of them did very helpfully tweet at me earlier to tell me when Scott Boris would be Aww. addressing the media at the winter meeting so that I would not be spoiled. And at that time, at 3 Eastern, I closed Twitter. I have since not looked at any tweets. I have not looked at any baseball sites. There is an email to our podcast address that I have not read just in case. <laughs> I almost got spoiled because someone, a well-meaning person and listener of this podcast who was not aware that we were doing this, sent me a link to a tweet. Fortunately, he did not send me the text of the tweet. He just sent me a link to it. Oh, and I said, goodness. is this about Scott Boris? <laughs> and he said, yes. And I said, well, then I cannot view it because I am in Scott Boris blackout. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate uh, their restraint and yours and the diligence with which you approach this. Um, so I think maybe the way that we'll do this, because I know which quotes are real and which ones aren't, is that I will just read you a quote and you will guess. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And, and, and the listeners can play along at home. Are you going to give me multiple options, like a fake alternative, or am I just going to guess real or not real? I think you'll just guess real or not real. I think okay. that's the way that we'll do this. Okay. Um, Were and... you in the presence I was not, which I think was just as well because, um, well, you wouldn't have seen the pictures of the the Boris scrum, uh, mm -hmm. but I imagine, as as usual, it was one of the better attended uh, stand-ups yes. at winter meetings. So um, there were a number of folks who I know who were there who learned what he said by looking at Twitter because they were so far away that they couldn't hear him. <laughs> right. I'm sure it was being tweeted simultaneously by everyone in attendance. Yes. So, and I was worried that he might run out of things to say. I shouldn't have doubted him because he never runs out of things to say. But because the Strasbourg signing happened on Monday and he had to talk to the media about that and he had his line about markets are like flowers, the beauty begins from below. And of course, last week he had the revenue festival and the cherry trees. Hopefully that was just a warm up, but I was worried that he was using his best material. And meanwhile, he's fielding offers, presumably for Garrett Cole left and right. I thought it might not leave him enough time to hold court. But, of course, he found time. <laughs> so, yes, all right. He always does. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. We'll start We'll start with uh, with this one. Okay. We've got six. Six coming? I think six. Six. Five and a half. Okay. <laughs> uh, five and a half. Okay. Look, if you're setting out on a long journey, you might start with a destination in mind. But after a while, you have to adapt. Tough water, sandbars, a bad mooring. Sometimes there are sharks and sometimes better beaches. The best port isn't always where you first thought. Oh, my gosh. Totally plausible sounding. In fact, it, it sounds almost 
too much like a Scott Boris quote. I'm suspicious because it is a nautical analogy and there's sandbars and sharks. So it almost sounds like what one would construct as a fake Scott Boris quote. So I'm going to say fake. Ah, you have me. It was <laughs> it, it was inspired by an actual Boris quote that was uh, relatively tame. And so I thought I would uh, start us off by grounding our insanity in reality. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, Scott Boris said at this that he doesn't think geography plays an overriding factor in players' decision-making. And that inspired me to, uh, to, to write a little bit. So there we go. Yeah. No, if someone had sent that to me at another time on another day and told me that was something Scott Boris said, absolutely would have bought it. It's just that uh, I'm on high alert right now. I'm looking for the fake Boris quote. Okay. Well, here's another one. Are we ready? Another quote. MLB teams are like birds. There's some hummingbirds that buzz around. Sparrows get something they can't carry the weight of. A lot of owls who are wise and work at night. A lot of hawks. And you don't want to be an ostrich and lay the biggest egg. Oh, my goodness. Wow. All right. So he does often start with teams are like X, that sort of construction. That's classic Boris. I want this to be real because <laughs> this is a really good one. On the one hand, it raises my alarms a little bit because now we've moved from nautical into zoological, and we know that he has entered that territory before. So it it could be another case of trying to come up with something that Boris would say, but I don't know, the the ostrich with the head in the sand, I I like this one. I want to believe that this is Boris. I'm going to say real. It is in fact real and wow. this is our this is our uh, one, uh, one and a half. Uh, he followed that up by saying that the Mets meanwhile are birds of a different feather. <laughs> so give this to me again the full the full quote. <sighs> MLB teams are like birds. Like There's birds. some hunting, hummingbirds that buzz around. Sparrows get something they can't carry the weight of. A lot of owls who are wise and work at night. <laughs> A lot of hawks. And you don't want to be an ostrich and lay the biggest egg. Wow. This is elaborate. Okay, so so who would each of these birds be? So so a hummingbird, they're just hovering, maybe keeping busy, talking to everyone, moving very quickly, perhaps swooping in from time to time to suck some of that sweet nectar from the free agent market. And an owl who works at night, that's just someone who gets a deal done late at, at night, I guess, I just suppose. burning the midnight oil. So what's a, a sparrow who, who, what is it, picks up something Sparrows they can't carry? Sparrows get something they can't can't carry the weight of what would that be i i i don't know i i uh maybe a team that signs a free agent to a very big deal but then doesn't do anything to to supplement uh mm. around yeah uh, maybe maybe the someone who the gets ain- into bidding maybe and and realizes that they don't have the budget for it it's too rich for their tastes and yeah. so they have to bow out yeah, perhaps the the White Sox are the sparrows of the of the baseball world. I think the <laughs> or they have been until this year. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, the the part of this that I'm the most interested in is the ostrich bit. Uh, yeah. You don't want to be an ostrich and lay the biggest egg. And I, I have a couple of questions about this. I would imagine that what he probably is referring to is is not participating in the market at all. Okay. Yeah. Right. But laying an egg is that's an active thing. That's it. You you, yeah. you have to you have to do a thing which feels much more like the the kind of thing that you marry with actually signing uh, a free agent, which, you know, Boris is famously in favor of. And so I find that <laughs> one to be a bit funky. 
It is, yeah. yeah. I When I heard ostrich, I thought it would be burying your head in the sand, which I thought would be just uh, staying on the sidelines, not thinking that you have to be in the bidding, and then watching some other team pass you by, like Cleveland this year, for instance, maybe was an ostrich mm-hmm. that was burying its head in the sand. But laying an egg, yeah, I guess that is just uh, disappointing your fans by dropping the ball. Basically, dropping the ball is sort of an active term for failing to do something. So, yeah, all right, I guess. And Hawks, Hawks are just uh, aggressive teams, I guess. They're just, yeah, a lot or, of Hawks. Or maybe they're eagle-eyed, they're, they're spotting the deals and uh, going after the good value. I don't know, but yeah. all right. Take, taking advantage of the sparrows now, Doubt. This is good. Good work. Good, <laughs> good one, Scott. Okay, this one I am going to deviate a bit and I'm going to give you a choice between which one is real and which one is made up. Okay, Okay. so uh, your first option is these will both be in reference to Garrett Cole's market. Okay. If this were a thermometer, it would be room temperature heading towards a hot climate. Okay. That's your first option. Your second option is Garrett's stove is heating, and I expect a nice char on this one when it's over. Not too well done. It'll be just right for him. Ooh. Wow. Huh. All right. I'm kind of at a loss here because the the first one sounds more realistic, or it sounds like something a normal person would say, but that's not a very good guide to what Scott Boris would say. The only thing about the first one that gives me pause is that he's – lowering expectations if anything or it would be he's saying it's room temperature right now whereas i would expect him maybe to be acting as if there's even more interest like it's sweltering in there so i'm kind of torn on this one but i think i will go with b is the real one the chart thing no, that's a that's a Meg Rally special. Ah, okay. The, fir- the first one. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I just it Thank sounded you. preposterous, but so many of his real ones do, and I just uh, I didn't really think he would describe the market for any of his clients as room temperature. I guess I guess I should have figured that because uh, he has complained in the past about teams not bidding and not spending and talking about how the stove isn't hot so i guess it makes sense that he would say something is room temperature but yeah i was seduced by that elaborate imagery i Mm. wanted that to be the boris one yeah well who doesn't like a nice char on something that they're cooking (laughs) okay this is our temperature moving toward what what is it moving toward uh well this was this is what i thought would tip you off because he loves to mix he loves to mix his metaphors. Mm. It will be room temperature heading towards a hot climate. Yeah, that did, yeah, that sounded kind of funky. I mean, I guess yeah. you could say that in indoor temperature is is a hot climate. I guess an indoor can be a climate. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's sort of strange. Yeah. All right. I uh, I was very torn on that one. Could have gone either way, but uh, good one. <laughs> and here's our here's our final entry. Free agents, they're the seeds that grow into wins, into rings. I think a lot of teams looked around this year and wanted a better harvest, enough of both to get them through the next winter. And who knows? Maybe you need apples and onions. Apples and onions? Huh. So up until you got to the apples and the onions, that sounded real to me. Now I'm questioning everything. Apples and onions? Huh. All right, so he's he's saying that you need multiple types of free agent. You need to diversify your, your crops. I guess I'll go with real on that one. No, I made that one no. up too. Oh, 
<laughs> wow. Uh, all right. I was getting, I was uh, starting to question my career choices. Like, am I a writer at all? Am I able <laughs> to understand the motivations and approaches of other people, especially this one special weird weirdo who dictates so much of our <laughs> professional lives? I feel, I feel vindicated that I could uh, join the Scott Boris uh, writers room, even though I am, I am quite satisfied with my current position. Uh, yeah, but you definitely could, especially with that last one. That that one definitely got me going. Apples and onions that that triggered some alarms. But <laughs> I I debated I debated the combination of crops for right. uh, at least five minutes, Ben. <laughs> at least five. First, it was apples and zucchinis. <laughs> then it was going to be potatoes and onions. Uh-huh. Then I thought apples and onions. I don't know why that felt better. It's like when you're uh, you know when you're writing a thing and you strike upon a number and you're like, well, I should say the number 10 here because for whatever reason uh that's funnier than 15 yeah you know it's just like that yeah that's how comedy writing works you know you get your bits going sure yeah <laughs> apples and onions didn't sound to me like the like two crops that one person would grow necessarily i don't know right they, they don't grow the same way an apples uh, in a tree and an onion is something you plant and yeah i don't know about the climates or the regions where they come from but i wouldn't necessarily expect scott boris to be accurate about those things regardless so so yeah that one was uh that was plausible for sure huh all right so i guess it was a fairly tame performance by boris uh, that the bird one i mean that's that's classic that's vintage boris right there but yeah he didn't have uh, a whole lot of fake ones that were worthy of his usual work it sounds like no they were um they were pretty tame as these things go i will highlight a couple of other things that you would have missed from having not um, listened to this. So Boris said that there's not one but two new mystery teams in the Garrett Cole two uh, market. Teams. Yep. Wow. And that there's a probability, that's the quote, uh, that Cole will sign during winter meetings. Okay. Um, really? Appar- so it, so yeah. that, I mean, the winter meetings end on, on Thursday. Wednesday. Yeah. Or, yeah, I guess everyone leaves on Wednesday, right? Or a lot of people start leaving. So even though we're at room temperature right now, he's expecting that we're going to get to the, the hot climate so soon. Boy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to ramp up very quickly, it sounds like. Then again, if he said there's a probability, and there's a probability of almost anything, the probability could be zero. That actually doesn't tell us much at all. That is extremely unrevealing. I guess it reveals that it's not completely impossible that he could sign. He also indicated that each team's meeting with Garrett Cole has been extensive and each has lasted at least six hours. Six hours. What on what in the world? What <laughs> with Garrett Cole. With Garrett Cole. I mean, here's here's what I'll say as a human being who is an adult and has been in the world, you could you can go on really good dates, like really good first dates. And six sure. hours you're like, Okay, this was a really good date, but now I need to go home. This might yeah. just be um I might be projecting how I have um been really good at just going to bed and have been given grief about that this week. But um uh yeah, you you just you're like okay, and now now I need to recharge from this. What could they possibly talk about for six hours? <laughs> yeah, so he's he doesn't mean at the winter meetings. No, right? he I, means like the the visits that Cole has made to various teams or that they've correct. made to him over the past few correct. weeks. Okay, yeah, I, I get well, I get the sense hmm. that that has been uh has been a. A couple weeks developing. He he has not been going six hours back to back to back with potential teams. <laughs> okay, um, that's good. So. Yeah. Well, I guess you throw in a tour of the ballpark or something, and then maybe there's a meal, and sure. you have to meet 
the GM and the manager and a star player or two and the owner probably and there's probably a couple meetings there and then maybe there's some transit time involved. I I guess you make a day of it. It probably makes sense because he's going to have to travel to them or vice versa. So you'd want to get your your money's worth there. So that makes sense. But yeah, I I don't know. What can you do? do I, I guess it's partly or mostly for Cole to quiz the team sure. about uh, what they envision, I don't know, his role being or their future being, what other moves they're planning to make, what the city's like to live in, because uh, I don't know that there's that much to ask Eric Cole about. He's really good. So not many questions about that. No. And and then uh, Boris also said, and we'll remind folks that he, of course, represents Rendon and also Hunjin Ryu, believes there's no stop sign, that's the quote, for Phillies in pursuit of top-level free agent talent. Quote, I'm sure that John Middleton is sitting back and saying, what can I do to be the best? I'm sure he's doing that. <laughs> All right. So. Huh. Okay. But yeah, it seems like uh, as as these things go, it was relatively tame. I'm sure having uh, Strauss off the off the board helped. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, the bird that bird won. We're gonna get That's some. A classic. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. get some juice out of that for a little while. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable because he must be a busy guy. I mean, yeah. he's always a busy guy at the winter meetings, but unlike the last couple of years, the winter meetings are actually active this year. So things are happening and he is probably texting and talking to clients and teams constantly. Oh, yeah. So that doesn't leave a lot of time for brainstorming lines. Although, again, as we've speculated, he may have people who are <laughs> feeding him these lines. <laughs> if so, if there's someone out there who wrote this bird material for Scott Boris, please. Uh, step up take credit drop us a line let us know the process the the creative process behind this amazing ornithological analogy here really just spectacular so (sighs) (laughs) all right well we did it i'm looking at my twitter mentions now and uh three people spoiled me or attempted to attempted to and those uh, jerks yeah they probably didn't realize they probably didn't A couple other people hoped that I was not being spoiled and that we would convene for this exercise so they will be pleased when they see that we did. So maybe this can just be a bonus episode. Maybe it'll be an annual tradition as long as Scott Boris is delivering lines. We'll be there to speculate about which ones are real or not real. How's your winter meetings experience going otherwise? Uh, it's going it's going well. Um, I will say that in, a, in an assessment that will shock absolutely no one, I continue to prefer San Diego to Las Vegas. Mm. So in that respect, this winter meetings is far superior to last year's. I did get to see friend of the show, Jeff Sullivan, for a, ah. a drink. Jeff says hi to everyone. Um, hi, Jeff. The hotel we're staying at is not the conference hotel, but it is immediately adjacent to Petco, and my hotel room actually looks out on the on the ballpark. So when I open the curtains in the morning, there is Manny Machado, bright and early. Just, <laughs> hey, Manny, there you are. Um, but yeah, San Diego's great. It's always nice to mm-hmm. get to see people. That's the that's the part of winter meetings that I enjoy the most because we're all spread out across the country, and it gives us a an excuse to come together and eat good food and talk about baseball and see our pals. So that part is really good. And when you are in your 30s and just decide, I'm tired and I will now go to bed, you wake up and you don't feel terrible in the morning at winter meetings either. So I think I've cracked yep. the code, although I have been given guts for being an old lady so you know (laughs) well i've never been more grateful for you than when (laughs) you 
bowed out of our post-saber seminar drinks in Boston <laughs> because uh, I was there with Jesse, my wife, and we were tired and uh, I had some work to do and we were kind of looking for a way to extricate ourselves, but we didn't want to look like bad guests because David Oppelman was taking us out on the town as he always does and I didn't want to look ungrateful and yet I also did want to go to bed or do whatever I had to do <laughs> and then you left first and once you left, it was fine for me to leave because you're the managing editor of Vegas. Yeah. So that, that gave me permission to say, yep, well, it's about that time. So that well, was a great moment. Yeah, I'm glad that that terrible head cold I was nursing in Boston was good for something. It gave us both an excuse to bow out and uh, be well rested for the next day. <laughs> yeah. One of the two winter meetings that I've attended was in San Diego and the other was in Nashville. And I far preferred the San Diego edition because the Nashville one in the, the Opryland, I did not see the sun the entire time unless there was like a fake skylight that was supposed to resemble the sun. But you just don't go outside. There's no. not much really to see outside and it's just a whole self-contained ecosystem and everyone is just roaming the halls and you never see natural light and it's uh, very disorienting after a, a few days of being there so San Diego was uh, sort of nice you could go outside and feel the room temperature that uh, was not too hot a climate yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> All right. All well, right. thank you for bringing me these uh, Scott Boris analogies, real and fake, like a sparrow. It was not too heavy for you to carry and bring to me and all of our listeners. And uh, have a nice rest of your trip, and we'll talk a little later this week. Sounds good. All right, that will do it for this bonus episode. Thank you for listening and perhaps playing along. I don't know that Scott Boris could ever potentially be a Hall of Famer. Not sure there's really room in the hall for a player agent. Technically, I don't think agents are eligible, but maybe you could call him a pioneer. He didn't engineer baseball's economic structure, but he has found ways to maximize its value for the players. He's almost an heir to Marvin Miller in a sense. And by the way, that often dormant Boris Corp Twitter account did tweet out a message from Boris about... Marvin Miller's election into the Hall of Fame this past week. He has come up with new ways to get players paid, contract structures and loopholes and such. He has certainly been one of the defining figures of the past few decades in baseball. And his legacy, of course, is his player advocacy and his many giant deals that he has engineered. But it's not only that. It's also MLB teams are like birds. Never forget that. If he somehow did end up with a Hall of Fame plaque, it should not just be a list of his biggest contracts, his most giant commissions. It should be his most outlandish quotes. He's clearly a linguistic pioneer. I can only hope that Jeff didn't hear the press conference. <laughs> Hopefully he has better things to do at the winter meetings. You can support the podcast on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash effectively wild. The following five listeners have already signed up to pledge some small monthly amount, help keep the podcast going, and get themselves access to some perks. James Newberg, Eric Duda, Maxwell Rowe, Rob Fibbs, and Gary Jacobs. Thanks to all of you. You can rate, review, and subscribe to Effectively Wild on iTunes and other podcast platforms. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Effectively Wild. You can contact us via email at podcast at or via the Patreon messaging system if you are already a supporter. Editor Dylan Higgins is also at the winter meeting, so I handled this one myself. We will be back with our regularly scheduled next couple of episodes a little later this week, so we will talk to you then. So dress a little dangerous. Yes, modify your walk There's nothing wrong with sparrows But try to be a sparrow hawk Hunting in the evening And floating in the heat of the day You might, might
on the schoolyard wall.